You're listening to Savage Wonder, a podcast about warriors and artists. This show is a long-form one-on-one conversation with a veteran in the arts. This show is produced by Veterans Repertory Theater, which is a tax-exempt 501c3 organization that exists to provide a platform for talented veterans to create compelling live theater and events in order to enhance, enliven, and invigorate American theater and the live performance arts. This is not going to be a good episode. Let me start off by saying that. It's not. It's. I was looking forward to doing, to kind of establishing an end-of-year episode tradition for the podcast. And I was like, oh yeah, let me bring in the whole Vet Rep team. And we have... A couple of logistical problems. One, I'm not set up to record this podcast in person, which I got to figure out next year and, and and fix that. So, and I certainly can't do it with multiple people live. So, I'm really set up to do it one on one on Zoom. And it's been a minute since I've done a multiple person episode. And I told our team, I was like, hey, I want to do an episode with all of us on here and we'll, we'll talk about, you know, the end of the year. And I kind of prepped them on some of the questions and all that. And I was like, um, it just did not, it's just the nature of doing a multi-person episode. So it's like everybody's muted because you have to, because you got to watch background noise, but then like you can't hear everybody laughing. So a couple of my corny jokes are going to sound like they were a fart in church. And maybe they would have been otherwise, but like I see people laughing and heads nodding on the screen, but it's like, you don't get any noise. And then everybody's being polite. Nobody wants to step on each other. So like people are just opting to be quiet instead of, of talking. And so it just, it, it wasn't the, the robust round table kind of discussion. It wasn't a good facsimile of what we actually sound like when we're all talking. Does that make sense? Um, I say that because not to throw my team under the bus, everybody was, everybody was great. They were no pun intended team players for doing it. And their comments were great and, and all that. It just fucking zoom. It's just such an artificial way of trying to have a robust live dynamic. It's the best we could do. Um, so if you have not heard an episode before, don't let this be your first episode. It's, it's so much better than this. The show is so much better than what you're about to hear. Instead, listen to a bunch of episodes, come back, listen to this one, and just listen to the content of what we have to say. That's really what you need to take away from this episode because um, I do think it's interesting to hear what Lilla and Dex and Star thought were the highlights. Uh, I was going to say lowlights, but really we don't talk about any of those. Um, But really the highlights of the past year. And kind of give you an idea. um, A lot of the stuff we talk about is not particular to the podcast. We do talk about the podcast, but a lot of it is also talking about vet rep in general and what we do uh, and some, some highs and lows that we had there. So yeah, skip this episode. Don't listen to this episode. Not worth your time. It's not going to be good. All right. So I don't want to hear that. Oh, wow. It didn't sound like you guys were all on the same page. And like, it's really quiet at a lot of points and seemed like a lot of non sequiturs or conversations to go to. We know that we know it, it, it. It's really hard to do a group zoom 
for the public. It just it's a weird dynamic. It does not I was not happy with it. I thought of shit canning the whole episode, but I was like, but I liked what Destex and Star and Lilith said. I just didn't like the segues in the way that it went. So this that's that's my personal view. And and I'm acknowledging that right up front. So you're not gonna tell me anything new by telling me you didn't like it either. Don't listen to it. Just don't listen to it. Um <laughs> Am I underselling this enough? Because I'm really trying to, but I'm also sort of serious. Um, but it really, I, I really um, do love our team, and I'm so grateful for them. They are fucking awesome. It, they really are. It's what you know. We made a conscious choice when we started VetRep of not that we didn't want people that knew what they were doing in the theater live entertainment space, but the more important quality to us was um, the individual. Like you can learn theater you can learn how to produce live entertainment you you can't learn integrity character the desire to help um you can't you can't learn vision you can't learn uh that that secret sauce that allows us to all sing off the same sheet of music and that's um and so i really i, I love these ladies they've been just a huge help um i mean beyond a huge help I and mean, they're they're the linchpins of everything we do and their DNA is in every line of effort we have. So I've, I've, I'm mostly beating up on myself because I feel like I didn't do them justice and set them up for success so well in this episode. And, but it, it, so don't listen to it. Just don't listen to it. Have a great holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Enjoy the holidays. Don't listen to the episode. Okay, listen to the episode, but just listen for the content of what they say. Don't worry about the production value. Don't worry about the fact that there's like uncomfortable pauses where nobody says anything. And when we're like, trust me, if you were looking at it on the screen, you'd see everybody laughing and smiling and nodding along. Okay. I think I've undersold this enough. Um, this is clearly an undercooked episode of Savage Wonder, but I'm deeply appreciative of everybody that's on this show. And I'm deeply appreciative of all of you for listening to us throughout the year. I'm Christopher Paul Meyer. I'm the Artistic Director of VetRep. And this is our end of the year gala episode of Savage Wonder. Wow. All right, Team VetRep. Uh... This is our year-end episode, so let me introduce everybody for folks listening who don't really necessarily know who is Team Vet Rep. Mm-hmm. So first, I should uh, say that we have Lilla Faint with us. Lilla is our managing director. Lilla, welcome back to the Hello. show because you have had your own episode before. I have, once upon a time. <laughs> and now you have another one. So here you go. The resume is developing. <laughs> Hopefully it goes well. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And then, of course, Dex is on with us. Dex is our managing producer. And Dex is a, uh, and she's really letting that get to her head, I'm seeing here. And uh, Dex, of course, has also had her own episode. If you had one, oh, no, you did Profiles and Havoc also, but you've done one Savage Wonder episode. So, Mm -hmm. um, hi, Dex. Hi. Nice Mm -hmm. Grim Reaper behind you. That's the visual we want. Yep. 
if someday if we ever YouTube these, that will be that will make a great backdrop. That's and why then, it's my what? No, go say. That's why it's my office backdrop. That is true. Although the war, it says war. So what I'm looking at, Dex's backdrop. So everyone on Vet Rep works here in Cornwall, New York, except for Dex, who's down in Maryland. And Dex's backdrop. Oh, sorry. That's right. You're in Virginia now. Okay. Okay. Anyway, as I was saying. uh, So her backdrop is the Grim Reaper with an M4 and a M203. And it says war underneath it. So clearly Dex has let her military past go and slide into oblivion. And she's not living in the past anymore, which is great to see. <laughs> so, so Dex is here. And then um, our, uh, the only member of Team Vet Rep that has not been on the show before is Star Walters, our general manager. Hi, Star. Hey. <laughs> so Star does everything. God, what, what doesn't Star do? Star does everything with us from fundraising to marketing to outreach to what am I forgetting star? I don't know. There's like a million little things I could throw in, but what big thing? Volunteer coordinator, volunteer coordinator, volunteer wrangler. That's right. Talent wrangler as well. Yeah. Yeah. Star does everything. Well guys, it's great to have you all on. This is fun. I'm glad we could do this. This might even be a tradition. Maybe. Maybe. Sort of. Okay. Sure. Okay. Um, and this is a weird thing because this is one of those moments where if we were doing this live and all of us were in the same room, this would be a lot better than doing this as a Zoom call. But we're still – I've got to figure out how to actually do this live with like multiple mics. But anyway, that's a conversation for another time. So listen, the purpose of the year-end episode is to not really make this the Oscars for Vet Rep. Let's not get delusions of grandeur. But to really kind of sum up the year and look forward in some kind of meaningful way where we can look at – some of our favorite moments kind of reflect on what those were and uh, maybe even give some shouts out to some people uh, that inspired us or that we really liked. So I'm going to start Lilla. I'll, I'll throw it to you first. Let's just talk about um, pleasant surprises. What was it? What was the pleasant surprise that you didn't see coming or that you did see coming, but you're like, I didn't think it was going to be that cool or Holy shit that worked out. And I never thought it would like, what, what was that for you? And don't say everything because that is true too. <laughs> no, I, I think a lot of it was just like the logistics, especially once we figured out um, not using New Jersey transit and switching over to Metro North, how easy that was. Um, since I do a lot of the traveling and stuff like that with the actors for the parlor, um, it was just very pleasant to see that working. We didn't have a lot of missed rides or weather issues or anything like that. So that was a pleasant surprise that logistically things went really smooth this year. And um, I just expected a lot more, more issues with that. And some of the back, the back end things that maybe folks don't see, but things yeah. went really smoothly. It was super fun to to be a part of that and to, uh, to not have that as a constant worry. You know, it's true. I was at first, I was going to, laugh and say that couldn't have been a less sexy answer. It was like all this. We did do a festival this year. I mean, we did do like 30 shows. We did do multiple workshops, all this stuff. It's like, let me tell you, moving from, from New Jersey transit to Metro North, just a huge, huge game changing move. Just such, just such. <laughs> you you I, are I, talking. I know, but, uh, but that's what I'm talking to. Though. I know it's just true. <laughs> I am talking to my managing director and this is the stuff that, and, and, and honestly, and that is, that's the, that's how the sausage is made. 
Um, all all my frou-frou stuff doesn't amount to anything if all that doesn't work. So that makes sense. Um, well, and I think, you know, I we expect that the shows are going to be good. It's going to be curated well. Like, that's what we do. But, like, all of the other things that could really go wrong and distract us from what we're doing, I think that was the surprise, is that most of the time, I was able to stand in the back of the parlors and watch the show and enjoy it. Most of the time, I've been able to, like, actually kind of in, enjoy the stuff that we're doing instead of going in the background and being a fireman and putting out fires so that everybody else can enjoy the show. And so that was a pleasant surprise for me. You know, th- no, that is worth saying. I mean, I think, you know, one of the things we've talked about a lot here, um, all of us on this show, is that you know, we didn't necessarily look for experience in theater. We looked for skill sets and for a type of person that we wanted to work with. But when it comes to the logistics, that we all actually really did have skill sets in as well. So that was actually where our, where our experience was. And the, making that go smoothly, I think, for the actors, like you got a lot of feedback from the actors, like, crap, this like really does run smoothly. And we're taking care of them and everything's going according to plan. And I think that is a pleasant surprise for a lot of our talent, too, as well as for us. So that's not insignificant. Yeah, it, it was fun. It was, yeah. it actually became, and I was telling Star before we started that like the car trips with the actors was one of my favorite moments of the year because it was super fun getting to know them personally, having that one-on-one time with them. Um, you know, they come in here, they immediately go into rehearsal, then they're doing the performance. There's not a time to really get to know them, but in the car, traveling back and forth to the train station, I get to know them. And that that's really special and it's been a really fun and another surprising thing for me as well, that that be- became one of the most fun parts of the parlor for me. Yeah, no, I, I could absolutely see that. And you guys would always come in with like a great energy. And I know yeah, it's also like the best place to get feedback because they're all kind of mm-hmm. decompressing after the show. And they'd be like, yeah, hey, they said this, they said that and whatever. It was, it, it, I could absolutely see that. Star, yeah. what about for you? What was what was uh, a pleasant surprise or something more than a bitter disappointment. How about that? Um, anything that was surprising um, and awesome. I think um, our first micro festival. Yeah. You know, we were all a little worried, um, but Alexandria was a perfect spot. Dax, it was great. The gallery, Michelle, it was principal gallery and Michelle and her crew were so warm, welcoming, anything they could do for us. Um, Actually watching y'all perform, Mm -hmm. seeing how it worked um, was fantastic. And and the biggest surprise was um, getting to know Buck. Because talking to him afterwards, um, you know, we talked jazz and drumming and... um, Rolling Stones <laughs> and connected on a whole different level. And um, I, I walked away from that and I was like, that was so fun getting That's to know badass. him in a different way because podcast wise and his poems, they're a little heavy. Yeah. She's talking about Buck Bulliard for everybody that's listening. That's right. Yeah. And Buck, you know, he's done the festival with us. He's been on the podcast. He's featured pretty routinely on the literary blog. Yeah. Um, and super talented guy, but yeah. you know yeah. that was just a fun, fun conversation, and that that was that was great. That was a really good surprise. And that was a good second order effect of that of of Savage Wonderground. You know, like mm. the conversations that happened after, just the vibe after. Yeah, you know, it was, that was that was a very very cool event. Dex, what about you? 
well, I don't know if it's too cheeky to say, but I think just the fact that you reached out to me and gave me this job. Um, I Tear. wiping away. It's been tear. a hard year. It's been like yeah, I know. Uh, the last couple of years have probably been like the hardest years of my life, and it was really tough to get through it. But I mean, I remember coming up. I was like so floored the first time. It was last September. Yeah. So a year. Well, and, November. It was November even. Right. Well, it was November when we actually met, but it was like last September. It was like I I had my poetry page up oh, on Instagram. Right. And I get this text from this like little organization that's like, hey, uh, can we feature your writing on our blog? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, and I got on and I read the blog and I had like three posts on it. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, whatever. This is nice. Um, and then you reached out again in November and I was like, Hey, come up to New York. <laughs> I was like, again, sure. So I just kept saying yes. And then I just, I kept having ideas. Cause after I met you guys in November, I was like, this is really awesome. What you guys are doing. It's different. It's new. It's, um, you like me, you know, <laughs> and that goes a long way. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and when you, <laughs> You it's your Sally, say, Sally Field moment. We like you. We really like you. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, you know, just the way that things wound up working out um, really kind of floored me. And, you know, people get imposter syndrome all the time. They're like, I don't really belong here. I don't know what I'm doing or whatever. But my favorite thing out of this year, that my favorite surprise, was that it's worked out. And it's been... Um, a lot of fun. And it's really kind of been the thing that, uh, you know, if I'm gonna make you cry at all, it's kind of been that thing that has held it together for me. So that's been really great. So thanks guys. Shit, Dex. I was, I was trying to keep this light and, and, and fluffy, but yeah, no, uh, that means a lot that does. And it, but it's not fucking charity. I mean, that you're, you know, you're super talented and the ideas you've had. I mean, I, I should say Dex is the one that came up with Savage Wonderground. She's the one that came up with that idea. And I mean, it's just one of many that she's thrown out there and that's why she's a managing producer. It's like, you know, she just has a, you know, it's been a blast. So it's been mutually beneficial. It's definitely not a fucking handout. Um, and I'm glad. Do you want to say more nice things? I'm, I'm, I could just listen. <laughs> uh, no, but it's it, it's been great, and it is, and I know it is also disorienting because Dex, you know, is our remote worker, so it's like, you know, we'll be like doing stuff, and Dex, you know, does so much of our social media, and it's like, hey, Dex, here's this photo dump of this event that you weren't at. Go ahead <laughs> and write up something and put it on here, and then we'll edit it or adjust fire or whatever when it goes right before it goes live, and um, and that's not easy. You know, so that's always a little disorienting and um, it's disorienting for us sometimes because we're like, you know, it's different battle rhythms. It's like we're all doing one thing. Yeah. Dex is doing something else. But the fact you've been able to do it and incorporate it into your battle rhythm and, and get stuff out and um, and then game plan for the future. Yeah, that's been great. All right. This is quickly becoming like a Hallmark episode, um, but that's really does mean a lot. And that and that and that is a big point. I mean, I should say, like one of the things that Lil and I talked about early on was that we wanted to hire 
for staff, veterans, and immediate family members of veterans. And everybody here is, you know, um, three veterans and Star Star's dad is a World War was a World War II veteran. And um, you know, that's important to us. So making sure that everybody's getting their light shine a little bit with those backgrounds is is kind of a lot about what we're about. Okay. On that note, Dex, I'm going to stay with you. Okay. And what was your favorite moment? Was there a moment that just kicked ass for you or blew you away or any moment that stood out over the past year? For sure. The, the first Wonderground. Um, because it was like, I mean, like you said, like there was this little idea that I had and my thought was like, oh, let's just take ourselves to like open mic nights or something. Um, very small scale. And then, you know, I was like, oh, this would be really cool to have this little detail and this little detail and this little detail. And then it grew and gets bigger. And then, you know, there's the touch of Chris that gets added to stuff. And it's, I, I love your artistic direction. I think it's amazing. And I think the way that you organized the show was amazing. And that just turned it into something so much more theatrical than what I had imagined. And being able to see how you laid it out was really, really cool. And I was getting really excited. And then actually to be in the show and that first moment where everyone was gathered around in the show, in the gallery, and, you know, it's dim. It's like being on stage. We're so much closer to everybody. Yeah. I get like really bad, like, um, performance anxiety. Um, like just those like those jitters and like my hands shake and my voice shakes and I'm like, sure. Sure. but I was like, as soon as the lights went down, I was like, I got this. And that for me, was a really cool moment. And the crowd feedback was awesome. And there was a, there was a coworker of mine who'd come to the show and her dad had come with her. Her dad was a former Marine um, from back in the eighties. And he came to the show and we'd talked for a minute before we kicked off and, you know, just shook hands, said hello. Um, and then about halfway through my performance with you, with Chris, um, he had to leave. And I kind of had seen somebody out of the corner of my eye, like turn around and walk around the crowd. Uh, but I didn't know who it was or what was going on. Cause it was just kept going. Um, but then I, I found out after the show that it was him and he had, he had just gotten so overwhelmed that he had to walk out and he tried to compose himself and come back in, but he was just like, this just touched me. And I can't, I couldn't, you know, get back into the show. And that was really unfortunate that he missed the rest of the performance because the rest of it was really good. But it was one of the biggest compliments I think that we could have gotten for the show. And personally, as a, as a writer that, something we had done had affected him so deeply that he could not get it together to come back and watch the rest of it. And, you know, I wish that he could have, but no, uh, no I get you. Yeah. For me, that was, that was the real standout moment. That was my favorite moment for the last. So. Yeah. That's a, that's a very worthwhile moment. Yeah. I remember hearing about that and I was like, wait, what happened? And yeah, I agree. That was, that and that is, that's great feedback. Um, not always how we want the feedback to go. Otherwise we'll have no one left in the audience, but it definitely, um, yeah, that was a, that was a pretty sterling moment. Uh, 
Star, what about you? Moment, favorite moment, most memorable moment, or just a moment that stands out that was cool. (laughs) Don't think too Um, much. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's more like moments. Um, The parlor here, uh, Lila and I would stand in the back and watch. And from from the moment these actors, 39 Steps was one of my favorites, but um, the laughter, oh my God, listening to you laugh, the crowd laughing, watching everybody's shoulders go up and down. They were just having such a good time. And um, it, it, it's just a really good feeling. Laughing? Yeah, yeah. that the laughter. The laughter was great. That is that is not uh, not at all a a bad moment to capitalize on because yeah that that is that was yeah the laughter Saturday night laughing on Saturday night that's the best thing in the world it's yeah. well, it's tough looking at next year I'm not getting ahead of myself but looking at next year I'm like I, I don't know I, I want to keep it funny I want to keep it light because that's a lot <laughs> more fun for everybody Lil what about you so um I really enjoyed watching Anton Sattler at his workshop, just watching the joy of being able to see his work come to life on stage. It was just, um, it was wonderful to see that in his face, but also to know that we were part of that, that we were, he's been working on this for a long time. He's been trying to get it up on its legs and and just to hear it, just to know what does this word sound like for real? It sounds like this in his head, but what does it really sound like? And, and to, to, to be a part of that experience and watch that happen for the first time was was pretty amazing. And then after rehearsal was over and, and you know, you got a chance to see that, but then to do the actual workshop and watch the reaction of the crowd, watching him watch the reaction, you know, like just being able to be a part of that experience was was really amazing. And we've talked about it for a year now, over a year. This is what we want to do. This is this is the heart and soul of what we do. And now to actually have a small taste of that. Like I can't even imagine what it'll be like when we finally do mount something and put a play fully ready, produced on stage, what that's going to feel like. But that was a pretty neat taste. That was, that was Anton yeah. Sattler. You know, he was our first veteran playwright that we could do a public workshop of. And we did the public workshop of local gods at SUNY Rockland uh, for those at home keeping score. Uh, that was, I, I watched that performance from kind of a 45 degree angle behind Anton and just being able to watch him. And he and I were both standing the entire time. And it's a long play. It was like two and a half hours. My feet were hurt in the end, but, but I was staying behind him being able to watch him and it just out of the corner of my eye. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. That was, that's incredibly satisfying as a producing entity. That is that that's our mission. And it's, it, it is absolutely feels great to see them. These veteran playwrights getting their work mounted, even, in a workshop setting or whatever, but taking those first developmental steps. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great one. That's a great one. Uh, Let's talk about um, in a very self-serving way. Let's talk about the, our own producing efforts, the podcast, the literary blog. Um, Lil to you, anything stand out, anything memorable, anything you liked, anything even that you're like, "Eh, I wish we could also do this for the podcast or literary blog, just anything that, that popped off that you want to, I don't know, encapsulate now at the end of the year, looking back. Well, I think um, the, the literary blog is great. It's, it's such a, 
a great way to start your day. Um, when it first came out, it was hard for me to open it every day because a lot of the stuff was, was kind of heavy. And so I found myself kind of trying to avoid it. But once I kind of embraced it and was able like, okay, and it's, it's not long. It makes you think through the day. It's not long. It's not involved. Most of the time you can read it in a couple of minutes, but it stays with you. And there are certain ones that just kind of stick with you here and there. A lot of times for me, it's either Dex or Mason. Um, their poems tend to stick with me. I think about them through the day. Um, and I, part of that, I think, is the personal connection. I've had the opportunity to, to work with Dex, um, obviously, and get to know her a little bit better. So hearing that, I've watched her here at the parlor for the very first thing that we did, watched her um, for Savage Wonder Festival and then the Wonderground. So that's been really, and so now I really, I hear her voice with her poems. And so that makes a big difference. And it's the same thing with Mason, getting a chance to meet him, talk with him. They were the first two that came up. And it just seems to be that connection with them and um, their poetry really connects with me. Um, and that that just seems to be something that resonates daily. And so now I look forward to the blog, whereas it, it, initially I, I found myself a little skittish about it. And now I look forward to it every day. And of course, is Mason Roderick, who also was part of that first show. And then, yeah, we got him on the blog. And yeah, and he's been on the podcast. So yeah, absolutely. Um, Star, what about you? Um, podcasts have been great for me. I listen to them all the time. It gives me such a different perspective, um, learning about the lives of these different veterans and or immediate family. Uh, A few of them have been just really entertaining and funny, some of the comics, but, um, the last few, uh, Matt, Matt's sticks out in my mind a lot. Which one? Matt, um, Matt Smythe? Smythe. Yeah. 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 Um, everything he went through before, during, now. Um, so happy he has a good life right now and things are good. It, it's kind of like watching the movies, right? But yeah. they're real lives. <laughs> and, and we get to hear every part of it. Um, I'm engrossed every day, uh, listening to them. Um, the poetry. Yeah. Dex. I always feel like she's living in my head. Somehow she hits on (laughs) or my heart Dex. (laughs) Um, Christopher's the other day reading his, they're just all. Yeah. 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 Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of connection, you know, my dad, World War II, he came home and went to the bar. I think what I'm learning, and I've said this to you, Chris, uh, this has been such a gift for me because I was confused. You know, my dad just was angry and mean and getting this different perspective. And what I hear a lot from a lot of these interviews is, the military experience was the best and the worst experience of their lives. So it's all given me a, um, a better understanding. Uh, that means yeah, a lot. The podcast. Yeah, that means a lot. That does. Um, and uh, I agree. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I've yet to have a boring person on the show. And I'm not saying that as a compliment towards our booking ability, but it's just amazing that everyone's, journey is so interesting and so layered and so textured 
and has so much nuance in it. And um, yeah, it, it's amazing to see the trials and tribulations that people come through and how they leverage that, um, whether in the military or or then artistically. Um, yeah, I agree. I know it's it's high drama. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of these lives, it's really compelling stuff. Dex, what about you? Uh, honestly, I really love doing those little uh, mini interviews. They started doing on social. Um, I think those are a lot of fun because it's kind of like the podcast, but you get, I mean, we've had some people doing that haven't been on the podcast yet. Um, and you get like a, a really quick, like digestible look at somebody's process. Um, so I like those a lot. And then, um, there's nothing like a live event. There's nothing like meeting people face to face. but the podcasts are pretty good. I sometimes listen to podcasts. I'm not, um, I'm not like the most regular podcast listener, mm-hmm. but I have also really enjoyed being able to, to put the literary blog together. Cause, uh, I get to go through and pick people's poems and stuff. So, um, I'm a little selfish there and I pick the poems that I like. So <laughs> if your well, stuff is up on yeah. I, and I, I, gosh, I love Matt Smythe's poetry so much and I need to put that more of that stuff up on there, but I actually got to meet him. Um, he was down, uh, by George May doing, he was doing some reading with George Mason, uh, for, uh, they do like a literary week or book fair. I don't and, and I got to meet up with him for coffee and we sat and talked for like two hours and, Oh, he was a great guy. He's a great guy to listen to and hear him talk about writing and, and all that stuff. We really didn't talk about writing that much, but we talked a lot about like the community and motivations and what he was doing in his life. And he's just a really interesting guy, but his poetry is, I think, um, some of the best that I have read out. His poetry is good in general, but I definitely think it's some of the best out of the veteran community. So I think uh, getting to meet him, the connection that I've been able to make with him through Vet Rep has been really awesome. So, yeah, that's um, yeah, that that is very cool. And I think I, I should have mentioned that's right. And Dex, what was it like three months ago, four months ago, took over doing the literary blog um, every day and curating that, and again, part yeah. of the managing producer capabilities and um and that has and that's not just been a huge help to me but i also it's been fun to see what you picked and um and i know we're we're pinging off some of the same names but i should say like we are an equal opportunity offender like we've there are a lot of folks um i mean i at some point we should probably add up how many veterans work we've featured on the blog because it's a it's a roster of what now dex like 20 25 people I, i don't know how many it is now but oh, it's, it's a lot closer to like 15 or 20, 15 or 20. Okay. Yeah. 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 That sounds about right. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's great. And, and, and seeing what you're curating is really been fun. That's been, that's been very, very cool. Let's talk about 2023. What are you looking forward to Dex? What, what stuff is kind of uh, getting the creative juices flowing and all that. More wonder <laughs> uh, 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 uh. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Feel more of those, especially 
once we branch out of Alexandria and go to other places, that is really exciting because it's new, it's fresh. It's um, maybe I'm being a little bit selfish, but if I wind up on the performance roster for any of those locations, uh, just being able to be out there and meet people for one and see the environment, see the artists out there, see, I mean, I just think that's, that's going to be so awesome. I love to travel. I, I actually really enjoy traveling in the U S um, seeing different cities and different people. And uh, that is really exciting for me. Um, I think other things I'm looking forward to. Uh, no, I think last... that, I think that's it for you. I think that's, <laughs> that, that's it. It, 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 that scratches every itch you have. That's Dex at her at her producing best, getting to go out there, travel, um, and uh, hobnob and put shit together. I think uh, that I that is a completely unsurprising answer. Um, and I'm <laughs> with you. It, it's going to be an adventure. It's definitely, um, you know, we're definitely at a place where we're not trying to do too many new lines of effort. I think we've kind of dev out all the lines of effort we need to have going on. Um, but plussing up the Wondergrounds and making that more of a consistent uh, deliverable to people, I think is going to be, um, it's definitely going to be a fun challenge and, and something that I think I, I, I agree with you. That is definitely something to look forward to in 23. Getting yeah. on the road, the team road trip coming back. Um, I'm looking forward to like, you know, scheduling out the entire blog, but I mean, that's, that's <laughs> well, that's true. Hey, that's not insignificant either. That's right. No, that's fair. I mean, it's not as exciting as switching from New Jersey Transit to Metro North, but, you know, it, it is. <laughs> hey, now. Hey. <laughs> uh, Star, what about you? What are you looking forward to in 23? Uh, what about everything? More. Just more of everything. Yeah. Um, it's been so incredible. Uh, I love the traveling. That's great. More of those festivals, seeing the live performances and the response from the communities. Um but also here at home, our, our community has just been fantastic. The volunteers, uh, too many to name, but, you know, so many at the groups, you know, the Lions Club, the, uh, the American Legion, the Cornwall Chamber, everybody has really embraced us. Um, it took a little while for them to understand exactly what the mission is here and our mission, seeing these plays the workshops, things come to fruition. Um, yeah, more. <laughs> that, that's my answer. More. Yeah, I agree. Lil, what about you? So I'm I'm looking forward to uh, seeing. It's kind of the same thing with the more, but like seeing people's reactions to us. One of the mm -hmm. things that always stuck with me when we first started working together was the the concept of people have seen theater, they know what theater is, but we're going to do it a little bit differently. It's going to be a different experience for them. People know what poetry is, but our poetry is a little bit different. And that's kind of been the mantra of how we've been putting together a lot of our events, programs, and things like that, is that it's familiar, but not. Um, and, and watching people's expressions, watching them experience it for the first time is such a fun uh, thing, especially since I do like to be in the background and so I can be in the background and watch it happen and see how people are reacting to what we're doing because it is, it's, it's familiar. We're doing theater. There, there's not anything different with that. 
but we do it a little bit differently. We put a little twist on it. We put our little uh, feel on it and that kind of thing. And watching that reaction, even something as simple as a new person walking into the parlor for the first time and seeing this wallpapered um, space, 16 seat intimate space, doing that, watching people at the Wonderground not knowing what they were getting into, coming in and leaving and going, whoa, that was not what I expected, but it was pretty amazing. And being able to continue to do that and watch and see and kind of bring more and more people into the fold of neat, unique theater and live experiences. Uh, That's great. That said it so well. Um, That said it better than I could have. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Um, I realize I haven't given any of my answers to anything, but that said, I will say I am very much looking forward to the development of the plays that we have going on as Lil and Star know, because I was doing this up until two minutes before we started recording. Um, we've got workshops that we're working on right now and attaching talent to to the shows uh, for readings that we have coming up. Again, none of this will be for the public, but I'm really looking forward to seeing, I'm, I'm enjoying seeing these start to blossom um, as we're starting to, uh, yeah, make those connections and um, get some of these projects moving forward. Uh, and that's very cool because you guys haven't even seen what we do yet. <laughs> we haven't even gotten a play up yet. This is all this is all foreplay. We haven't even gotten to it yet. So to get having a chance to to develop some of these and maybe they go up this year, but you know more likely they just get a lot closer to development. Um, we'll see. That's really exciting to me, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I should also say, sorry, I'm going to filibuster for one second only because, uh, I, I do want to give a couple of shouts out for the podcast and for the blog. I, um, you know, we, we've really been blessed with some incredible guests, um, on the podcast and there's, there's, I, I, I hate to mention anyone because I feel like I should almost mention everyone there. There's, we really haven't had a, anyone lay an egg, uh, that's been on. A couple, I think, though, that stand out just for the diversity of experience. Um, when my friend Scott Mann came on, uh, that meant a lot. That was something that pinged off of a lot of different um, stimuli, talking about Afghanistan, talking about storytelling, uh, PTSD, suicide prevention. There's just so many wickets that that hit. That was a really cool podcast um, that definitely stands out to me. Brad Thomas's one stands out just because it's fucking crazy that he's what he's been able to do both in the military and as the lead guitarist for Silence and Light. And Cherie Engel's uh, episode, because she was the first person to make me cry on the podcast um, and with just a really heartfelt, incredibly um, unabashed unvarnished story that was really something and i um and again that is by singling them out i i feel bad because i feel bad for everyone i'm not mentioning um just recorded a episode with angela t robinson yesterday and again it's just another incredible story so we really haven't there's no one that's that's uh that is not hit it out of the park but those three definitely stand out to me um just off the top of my head as ones that really um left a mark for me. And, uh, and then I will, I I'm ending this. I'm going to pretend like I planned this all along. I'll end this 
with my surprise, which is you guys, that we went from a year ago, Lil and I bootstrapping this and, and going, all right, we don't know what we're doing, but we're fucking figuring it out. And we're hustling and we're busting our ass and all that. And being blessed now to have, you know, a four person team of really just dedicated, hardworking, wildly creative, inventive, inspired folks is um, really a blessing. And that's been not, it's not a surprise and that I never thought it would happen, but it has been such a pleasant um, surprise to have it happen this quickly and to have found the people that get it and want to be part of it and help us build it out um, during our first full calendar year, which is great. And I think that's, and I think what it's going to mean for us and our ability to ramp up production on so many lines of effort for next year and the years to come, I think it really does accelerate our progress a lot to have everybody here. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll take it off air. And Dex, don't ever try to get me to cry on air again. <laughs> That was our end of the year episode. Was it as bad as you thought it was going to be? Did I undersell it enough? Did I oversell it? I really hope I didn't oversell it. That would be terrible. But hopefully I undersold it enough that it was a, a mildly pleasant surprise. You weren't complete, completely bitterly disappointed. I, If you're asking, no, I did not go back and listen to it. I was scared of what editorial judgments I might make if I did. I just feel terrible that I did not set our team up for success on the end of the year episode. But I mean, to be fair, we do these end of the year episodes because we're like, I think like two people are going to be listening. It's the holidays. Like, but obviously we would love it if everybody does. Hopefully this is the ninth, 10th, 11th episode you've listened to. Not the very first one. Cause we're so much better than that. Seriously. Like go listen to some of the other episodes. Um, but we appreciate everybody that has listened to us throughout the year. It's meant a lot. The feedback has meant a lot. Uh, the folks that are hitting us up constantly to get on the show mean a lot. Um, this is, this is truly, it's been an immense privilege to talk to veterans in the arts. Uh, it's, it's shocking how crazy, unique, idiosyncratic, uh, each, veteran artist story is both artistically and uh on the military side it there really there have not been you know i i can't pigeonhole somebody and say oh it's gonna be one of these episodes where it's but but up above and you kind of know what the battle rhythm is going to look like it, everyone really has their own fucking rhythm their own life their own adventure that they kind of go on and um it's just it's a privilege to be able to talk to to the folks we're talking to and it's a joy to bring it to you because these are um, hopefully inspiring stories that get all of you guys chasing whatever dragon you need to be chasing. Okay, there's a lot of stuff I probably should plug. But actually, now that I'm thinking about that, maybe there isn't. There's a lot of stuff we're doing, but I can't really talk about any of it. <laughs> so scratch that. There's really nothing to be plugging. Everything that we do at VetRep can be found at VetRep.org, V-E-T-R-E-P.org. 
vetrep.org. Or you can always go to savagewonder.com to see the Savage Wonder stuff that we have going on, although that is linked to at the Vet Rep site. Um, so savagewonder.com as well. Uh, that won't cover everything, but that will cover our Savage Wonder events. But again, you can link to that through VetRep. So everything, go just go to VetRep. You'll see all that there. The only thing I would ask of you, um, you know, if you want to share this with people, share what we're doing, loop in people that you think would be interested in what we're doing, whether they want to contribute, whether they want to um, you know, be a part of it, uh, whether they just want to come see a show, uh, loop them in. And one of the best ways to do that is subscribing to our literary blog. Every day we send out a new piece of veteran writing. At the bottom of it, we put a bunch of shameless plugs to tell you stuff we're doing and things we want you to be aware of um, with our various lines of effort. But uh, it's a great way to read really cool veteran writers and um, and also stay in the loop on what is going on at VetRep. So go to VetRep.org. Go to the Now Playing tab. You will see how to subscribe to the blog. It's very easy. It's very intuitive. It's free. So go there and um, we'd love to have you guys subscribe and stay in touch on everything that we are doing. Merry Christmas. Well, I guess you already had Christmas, so I hope you had a great Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody. I hope you all are great. I'm Christopher Paul Meyer. My thanks to Mike Neal our producer who's produced every single one of these episodes. And we will see you all next year in 2023 for another year of Savage Wonder.